Hi, and welcome to the fifth edition of Isham High's P Podcasts. Okay, coming up on today's episode, it's quite short and sweet. Last week you've all done your tests, and I hope you did well. I hope you put in the revision and you're proud of what you've done. So this week we're going to be starting a new topic, and that topic is muscles. We're going to be looking at the black books around page 9. So if you don't have your book, go and get it now, pause the podcast, and then start it when you're ready to go. Right, so muscles. Look at page 9 with me now. You can see that we've got uh, the list of muscles to learn and that they are quite difficult to spell again. So that's going to be one of the main tasks we're going to be focusing on today. Also at the top in those green boxes, you can see that there are three different types of muscle. The first type is involuntary. The second, voluntary. And the third, cardiac. Let's start with involuntary. Involuntary muscles, or known as smooth muscles, are mainly found in the surrounding hollow organs. Hollow organs mean things like blood vessels, or your gut is in your intestines, so inside they are hollow. It performs its function without any conscious control, but usually quite slowly. What that means is then, if we think about our gut or our intestines, the way we actually digest food is by our intestines uh, slowly contracting and relaxing, pushing our food through from our stomachs out where it needs to go. Our blood vessels do something similar. They contract and relax to divert to blood to places where it needs to go. So for example, when we're exercising, We're going to need a lot of blood, say perhaps to our legs, but when we're at rest, that doesn't need to go there, so the blood vessels can actually contract and relax to allow that flow of blood. And the key is, is in its name, it's involuntary. I don't have to think right now to digest my tea which I've just eaten, my body does it for me automatically. And that's the main difference between that and the voluntary skeletal muscles. Our voluntary or skeletal muscles then are found attached to the skeleton. So when you're doing your warm-ups in PE lessons and you do your stretches, you're stretching voluntary muscles. The voluntary muscles then are capable of contraction which causes the skeletal movement. They're under conscious control and what that means is they don't move unless you think about it. Okay, there are some times, say for instance, when you're walking, where you're not exactly thinking, okay, right leg, left leg, right leg, left leg, your body takes over, but what it means is that you've actually had to think at some level with your brain for that to happen, whereas the involuntary muscles are doing it completely involuntary, okay? And the third muscle group then is our cardiac. This is easy because it's only found in the walls of the heart. It undergoes constant automatic rhythmical contractions. No actual brain or conscious thought needs to go into making your heart work. It's all inbuilt into it so that it will contract on its own. Alright, so those are the three types of muscles. Now, I said this podcast was going to be quite short, so our next thing to do is to learn these muscles and how their names and how they're spelt. Okay, if you look at the pictures with me then and look at the person to the left, which is the front view, 
It's a bit of a strange picture because actually only half of the muscles are highlighted. So for example, if I'm looking at the pectorals now, obviously there would be another pec to the right. So the pectorals then, they create adduction at the shoulder across the chest. Adduction, as you know, is movement towards the midline of the body. The pectorals then, it's spelled P-E-C-T-O-R-A-L-S. That's quite a simple one. Uh, moving over to the right then, and we look on the shoulder, we can see the deltoids. The deltoids create abduction at the shoulder, raises your arm sideways, found in swimming for example. Abduction, as you know, is a movement away from the midline of the body. And the deltoid is spelled D-E-L-T-O-I-D. On the arm then, the front of the arm, we've got biceps. Biceps cause flexion at the elbow. So when you're doing a chin-up, which I was trying tonight, pretty unsuccessfully, it's my biceps doing the work. And biceps are B-I-C-E-P-S. Running down the middle of your stomach are your abdominals. I'm sure you all know that one already. But abdominals then, they create flexion at the trunk. So when you do a sit-up, for example, I'm sure you know it's your abs doing the work, but that is flexion of your trunk. Abdominals are spelled A-B-D-O-M-I-N-A-L-S. Right, the quadriceps, the huge large muscle group on the front of the leg, called quad because there's four of them. They make extension of the leg possible at the knee and they're used in squats and kicking a football. Okay, so let's move on over to the back view of the body then. We've got the trapezius. The trapezius runs down the back, across the top of the shoulder and into the neck. That allows that rotation of the shoulders and it's used in the arm action of cricket bowling. Okay, trapezius is spelled T-R-A-P-E-Z-I-U-S. Trapezius. One you might not have heard of before is the, the latissimus. Its full name is actually latissimus dorsi. Latissimus dorsi then, you've probably seen them more on a bodybuilder. And when they do that classic pose of bringing their arms forward, you can see it sort of creates a V sort of look. It sort of goes under their arm and into their back. Latissimus dorsi uh, allow adduction at the shoulder behind your back. So if you're, say, rock climbing or rope climbing or something like that. Latissimus dorsi are spelt L-A-T-I-S-S-I-M-U-S, latissimus, and the dorsi is just D-O-R-S-I. Flipping over to the other side, we've got the triceps. I'm sure you've heard of this before, very common. Uh, that creates extension at the elbow. So every time your arm extends, it's your tricep making that action happen. So that is used in press-ups and in throwing, and it's spelled T-R-I-C-E-P-S. Easy, really. The gluteals, or the glutes, you've probably heard of them, well, they're on your bum. They allow extension, abduction, and adduction at the hips, okay? You may have heard it as, as the gluteus maximus, and that's the biggest gluteal. There is actually more than one there. Okay, the gluteals then are G L U 
T E A L S. Okay, last few. The hamstrings. I'm positive you've heard of those before. And the spelling can't be easier. Hamstrings. H A M S T R I N G S. They allow flexion at the knee. So if I was standing up and I brought my knee up, as in I bent my leg, as in my ankle moved towards my bottom, that would be hamstrings causing that flexion. The last one we've got then, you may know this as the calf muscle, but its full name is actually the gastrocnemius. It's easy if we say it like that, gastrocnemius, because it helps with that spelling. If I were to say it properly, I'd probably just say gastrocnemius, but that doesn't help with that C. And we need to get that C in there for our spellings. So it's G-A-S-T-R-O-C-N-E-M-I-U-S. Okay, they allow you to stand on tiptoes and they create extension at the ankle. Alright, that's nearly it for today. But before we go, I just want you to glance at that picture at the bottom of the page. It's a picture of the arm. I can see the humerus, radius and ulna, and the scapula. And what it's showing you there is the bicep and the tricep. Its point is it wants to show you, look, how the bicep is attached to the skeletal system. You can see that the muscle turns into sort of white bits. And what are those? They are tendons, yes of course, muscle to bone. Okay, And they attach across the bones so that they cause the movement. You can see that the bicep there is actually attached to the scapula and the ulna. The names which we have to learn then are the origin and the insertion. The insertion okay, is the point where the tendon attaches to the moving bone. So if you imagine that picture now, if you imagine that the arm was to extend okay at the elbow so the arm would be straight it's actually the radius and the ulna which are doing the moving the scapula isn't moving at all so when the bicep then contracts and causes flexion at the elbow okay you can see it's the radius and ulna again which are doing the movement and that is why that's the insertion the origin on the scapula the other end of the muscle doesn't move so that's sort of where it originates from. The origin is the stationary bone and the insertion is the moving bone. All you need to remember is this. When a muscle contracts, the insertion moves towards the origin. Okay, well that's it for today. That's a really good introduction to muscles. Uh, next time I see you, we'll be looking at your tests and I hope you've all done well. Okay, so I'll see you next time. Bye for now.